Hi everyone, Don here. Welcome to the Friday Night Strike pregame on kicking. Uh, specifically, this will be a, uh, a pregame on the free kicks. Uh, we'll do scrimmage kicks in another pregame. These, uh, these pregame episodes are simply put out there as material that you can listen to at any time. Um, they're not really meant to be serialized or in any order. Um, you can listen to them anytime. The, the intent is that maybe you listen to them on the way to your game. Uh, pick up a, a tip or a reminder of something you knew and, and just need brought back to the front of your mind. Or maybe even introduce a, a new thought. Um, so with that, we'll jump right into um, the pregame on free kicks. So the we'll, we'll first start with basics of the free of, of free kicks, and that starts with the definition of a kick, and that is that a ball a kick begins when the ball is actually kicked, and it ends only when someone secures possession or the play is dead by rule. So specifically, a muff or a bat or a touch of any type does not end a kick. There must be possession to end a kick or the ball must be dead by rule by going out of bounds or into the end zone if we're talking about a free kick. Um, speaking of end zone, every kick that breaks the plane of ours goal line is a touchback. Um, that doesn't matter how often it's been touched. Um, if it's still a kick because nobody's possessed it, then it's dead the minute it crosses the goal line. And that's what, that's what that's, that statement of play is dead by rule means. Um, let's talk about the mechanics of covering uh, free kicks. So for... The sake of this conversation, we're going to talk about free kicks as if they are kickoffs, normal kickoffs with no penalties being enforced. So these happen from the 40. Um, whenever I talk about positioning, I may lapse into talking about them as if they're from the 40. When I can remember, I will also go ahead and say that this happens 10 yards beyond the kick line or 25 yards beyond the kick line, things like that. So um, just a reminder, kickoffs without penalties being enforced are from the 40. Safeties are from the 20. Um, the difference between them on free kicks is that a safety can be a punted ball. A, a kickoff may not be. Um, so let's talk about the mechanics and where everybody lines up. The back judge is responsible for the kickers. Um, the back judge should have the ball ready. Uh, he usually brings it up from the from underneath the goalposts if there was a, a, a try attempted, a kick try attempted, or if there's a two-point try attempted, he's usually got the ball there or he's gotten another ball from the ball boy. Uh, he runs up the field. Some associations ask that you run up the sideline so that you do not run up the field. Some associations do not have the re requirement. Um, check with your association to determine how, how it's handled there. Um, the way we normally handle it is for the first kickoff or two, we'll hand the ball to the kicker, um, ask him to wait for the signal from the referee. While we're standing there, we'll count the number on the kicking team. That way, if there's uh, uh, not enough players or too many players, we can quickly say something to the kicker, like count your players. 
Um, so th there's no real reason to start a kickoff with the wrong number of players on the field, um, especially with too many. Um, I personally will not give a ready signal as a back judge if I've got too many kickers. I'll yell and I'll yell and I'll yell. And then eventually, if I have to, yes, I'll put my hand up. And then after everybody takes a position, after the referee blows the ready, I'll throw a flag, um, not letting the kickoff even go off. But really, if you're there, you're yelling at a player. You, I personally will walk onto the field, make sure a player's looking at me when I'm saying count your players. Um, and if there's still no action, then sure, I'm not going to hold up the game for five minutes while I try and get it through their heads. Um, but I'm trying to not get there. I'm trying to let them correct it. Um, same for the receiving team, if, if I'm at one of the other positions. Um, so we'll instruct the kicker to, to wait for the referee's whistle. Um, we'll, we'll count the number of players. I usually, for the first time, I'll say make sure everybody's in front of the 35 um, so that that's not a problem. That usually never works, so I may go away from that. Um, I usually have to go to my spot, look down the line, and then start yelling at players to get up uh, in front of the 35. Um, during the kickoff, um, the, the mechanics for the back judge is to strictly focus on the kick, um, and that is to make sure that if it's a pop-up kick, which is driving it directly into the ground so that it pops up looking like he chipped the ball. Um, and it's got to go a, a decent height in the air, and it's got to look like it was kicked up, but really he drove it into the ground. There's, it's it's got to be a little deception there. Um, and in that case, you you kill that immediately uh, because that's, that's a... That's a safety foul um, and you continue on um, you you would mark that off as a legal procedure and and mark off the penalty and start again um, depending on your referee so back judges check with your referee some referees want the back judge to give all signals on on a legal procedure kickoffs things like that um, and some referees want to do it themselves so check with your referee and make sure that uh, that you understand whether he wants you to do it or whether he's going to take care of it. The next penalty that, uh, I'm sorry, the next foul that a back judge will be looking for is encroachment by the kickers. Um, I think I've heard it said that for normal kicks, we're going to be a little lenient about a member of the kicking team crossing the kicking line before the ball's kicked. A little lenient, and that's like a step. Um, anything more than that's too significant. We got to kill it and, and enforce the encroachment. However, on short kicks and on, on uh, uh, onside kicks, we expect the kicking team to be perfect especially on an onside kick. If there's any encroachment on onside kick, I'm calling, uh, I'm killing it and, and enforcing an encroachment foul. Um, you can't give them any leeway when it comes to onside kicks. Um, that pretty much handles the, the responsibilities of the back judge for kickoffs. Um, after the ball is kicked and, and uh, we have a normal kick and there's a return, 
obviously the back judge's job is what every back judge's job is was is to get to the goal line first if there's a if there's a touchdown imminent um, if you've got a return that's going to go all the way the back judges will be in the best position to get to that goal line um, to make sure that uh, it is crossed so that is the that's the focus on the back judge um, the and, and all these discussions are for five-man mechanics um, Four man's a little different in that the uh, line linesman takes over all the back judges duties. Um, but in five, we're going to talk five man. I six man, seven man. Uh, we get we get a little bit more involved, um, but we're going to stick to five man. That's the most common one right now. So now we'll move on to the line judge. The line judge's responsibility is the receiver and the receiver's restraining line. Um, Again, count the receivers. If you've got too many, be talking to players. If, if the receiving team is your sideline, be talking to the coaches. Count your players. Count your players. Again, I would not go up with a ready until I've given a significant effort to try and get the receiving team to, um, to count their players. So, uh, And if, if they don't do it, again, I'll go up with the ready. The minute the referee whistles it in, it's a illegal substitution foul. Um, so you flag it and you kill it. Um, the line judge's responsibility is that kicking restraining line. So he's got to watch for the ball to cross over that line because at that point, K can touch it without being first touching. And we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a little while. Um, K's job is, uh, I'm sorry, not K's job. The line judge's job is also to monitor those short kicks. We'll, we'll talk about onside kicks in a little more detail a little later, but to monitor those onside, uh, those short kicks. So the little 20 yard pop-ups, um, and I shouldn't use the word pop-up. That's got a very specific definition. The, the, the little 20 yard chip kicks that they just try and lob it over and get one of their players to run under it. That's what a, a line judge needs to be uh, wary of. He's the official closest to that most of the time. So when you have a short kick like that, you've got some up backs. Some of them will try and fair catch it. So you got to be watching for the fair catch signal. Um, some of them will try to field it, and then you've got to deal with it. The other thing you have to deal with when you've got those short little chip kicks is a member of the kicking team trying to run under it and catch it. A member of the kicking team may not catch a kick in flight um, they can recover it but they can never catch a free kick so keep that in mind if they if they catch a free kick it's um, it's kick catch interference so just keep that in mind when uh, as a line judge and, and as any of them that kickers may members of the kicking team may never catch a free kick. Uh, let's see what other responsibilities are there. Uh, after the kick's gone off, your job is similar to the back judges. You're, you're kind of waiting for the play to come to you. You might drift downfield just a little, um, but the minute that the, the ball is being returned and it looks like a significant return, it's the line judge's job to be down at the goal line on that side of the field in case the play's right there and he's got to make some sort of determination. Um, so it's his job to, to cover the touchdown uh, on that end. 
other than that, there's not a lot there. Um, the linesmen should line up uh, again. This is this is about this is per your association. On a free kick, the linesmen should line up around the 30 on the on his side. Um, so about 30 yards away from the free kick line, um, and the umpire should line up at the 20. So uh, about. 40 yards away from the free kick line. Um, both of their jobs are, are a little similar in that they're they're covering the majority of the kicks. So the majority of kicks are going to land between the two of them. Um, and and it's their job to watch for fair catches. So if you, they see a, a, a fair catch signal, valid or invalid, to, to go ahead and know that they need to kill the play once the kick is um, possessed. And then they need to watch for players who have given fair catch signals that they don't block. Um, if there's a fair catch, they need to make sure the signal given. If there's a fair catch signal given, they need to make sure that the catch is made and then they kill it. Again, make sure the catch is made. Make sure there's not a muff. Um, it, almost every official will at least once blow a fair catch dead that was never possessed because it just went straight through the receiver's arms. Um, we're all in a bit of a hurry to blow that whistle. I'm sure there are plenty of you out there who, who have never blown one dead and kudos to you. Um, I haven't done one, but I, I could certainly see where I could have a lapse in focus um, just because I, I, I'm aware of, of my, of, of the flaws that happen during a game. So a lack of focus will cause that. You're, you're sitting there thinking, oh, there's a fair catch. I got to make sure I kill this to protect the player. Yes, that's what a fair catch signal is for, is to protect the player. But let the players protect the players. They're responsible for knowing that the receiver gave a fair catch signal. Um, you're responsible for making sure that he caught the ball and then for killing the play and then for executing any, any fouls um, that happen from there. The linesman and, and umpire should be watching for blocks, um, especially if the return is away from them. They can really start to look for peelback blocks, uh, those blindside blocks for blocks in the back. Um, you'll, you'll certainly see some blocks in the back for up men coming back to block for the returner. Um, those are the most obvious ones. Those are the ones that confuse me sometimes. I've talked about this on other episodes. They confuse me sometimes on, on which direction uh, the foul was given. Um, I always have the color, but I sometimes miss the direction because it usually happens by a returner running against the way that his team's returning. So um, watch for those blindside blocks. Uh, nothing else besides that. Again, the umpire and the linesman are responsible for counting receiving team. Less responsible than the than the line judge, but they should probably do it anyway. Again, too many. Yell out to them um, that that they need to be checking their uh, checking their players. Um, but that's pretty much it for for the umpire and for the linesman. The referee. Uh, should be stationed at or very near the goal line, probably at the goal line. Um, there might be referees that disagree with that if, if they've seen too many short kicks that game. But I'm going to say that the goal line is, is the referee's number one responsibility. 
um, when when it comes to free kicks. Uh, because the minute that a free kick cro crosses the plane of the goal line, that free kick is dead. Um, nothing else is going to happen. Um, the referee is the one responsible for starting the free kick by blowing his whistle and giving some sort of signal to the kicker that he may kick. Um, there are a wide variety of signals. Uh, f figure out within your association what's appropriate. Um, watch a few referees, see which ones you like as far as a signal to give a kick. Um, I've got a couple that, that, that I, I'm going to try. Um, but in general, it just should be some clear motion that the kicker can kick. Uh, again, you're waiting for your other officials to give you a ready. Some referees that I've worked with have said, I'm only looking at the linesman and the umpire for their readies. They're not supposed to give their readies until the, the back judge and the line judge give their readies. So he, he's there, th that referee is kind of relying on a relay system of signals. Um, I think personally as a referee, I want to see all four readies. And if I don't see all four readies, I'm going to figure out which one's not giving me a ready and figure out if he's doing something or if he's forgot. Um, because uh, I know I've forgotten to give the ready uh, many a time, but it's usually apparent that I've forgotten because I'm, I'm paying attention to the play. I'm ready for it to go, but I'm just not holding my hand in the air. Um, so referee's job is to make sure that the kick does not cross the goal line. If the kick crosses the goal line, the play is over. If the receiving team muffs the ball and the ball travels into the end zone unpossessed, the play is over. We will whistle it dead. If the receiving team possesses the ball, catches the ball within the five-yard line and runs into the end zone with his momentum, the ball is alive because he has possessed the kick. He may return it. However, we've got the momentum exception at that time. He may return it out of the end zone. If he does not clear the end zone, the ball will be placed at the spot where he possessed it inside the five-yard line. That is pretty much the specifics on the responsibilities of everyone's position. Um, let's talk about onside kicks. During onside kicks, for the most part, the referee will probably stay in position on the, on the goal line because now we're going to move everybody else up. So he's got to be deep. Um, just in case they decide to kick off. He's still got to be there just in case. He doesn't want to get surprised by a long kickoff when everybody else is thinking uh, onside. If the game situation dictates it, and this is something to discuss with your crew, um, some crews have signals, code words they use. Some crews are just like, we, uh, we kind of know when a free kick's coming. It's obvious to everybody based on game score. Um, and there'll be a lot of communication during the, the preparation for that free kick. Um, the way we execute that is that the back judge and the line judge will be at the kicking lines uh, on either side of the field. The umpire and the linesman will be at the receiver's restraining line, uh, 10 yards away from the kicking line. Um, so you've got four officials right there watching for all the action of the onside kick. There you are looking for first touching by the kicking team. You're looking to see if they've touched the ball before it crossed 10 yards. If they did, the, the receiving team will have multiple options. One of the options will be to take the ball at the place of first touching 
if R does not commit a foul during the return. Um, other things they're looking for, they're looking for early blocks by K in the neutral zone because K cannot initiate contact with an opponent until the kick has traveled 10 yards. K is eligible to receive the kick and R initiate or R initiates a block within the neutral zone. So if R comes up and tries to block um, K, then K can block. So during an onside kick, for example, if no R player comes out to block and is just in place to try and receive a free kick inside that 10-yard neutral zone and K blocks an R player inside that neutral zone, that's, a, that's an illegal block. So we're going to be uh, enforcing a penalty there as well. Um, and that's a 10-yard that's a illegal block penalty. Very simple. Um, on the other hand, R cannot block the kicker until he's advanced five yards beyond his kick line or the balls touch the ground or any other player. That's actually a 15-yard penalty due to, due to safety reasons. That's technically roughing the kicker is what that would be. Um, so that's another thing to be aware of. There's a lot going on during a... a an onside kick attempt. R may make a fair catch in the neutral zone. So let's say that K gives a chip and it's a very short chip. They, they lob it in the air and it's going to land, we'll say seven yards past the kick line. R can walk up, give a fair catch signal and attempt a catch of that kick unmolested. So that they can give that free catch signal and, and they should be untouched until they've been given a chance to possess it. Um, that's slightly different than if they have not given a free catch signal. If, they've given, if they haven't given a free catch signal, then K can be there waiting and the minute that R touches the ball, they may uh, tackle. Um, the difference there is that R is still a defenseless player in that instance, so you have to watch out for um, personal foul against a defensive player, defenseless player. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be, look like catch catch interference is what it's gonna look like. Another requirement is that K must have at least four players on either side of the kicker from the time that the ball has been marked ready for play and until the ball is kicked. So that's one thing the back judge should be looking for is do I have at least four on either side of the kicker? And then he's going to have a hard time telling that during the kick. So somebody else is going to have to watch for that as well. Um, if, if K tries to run an, a player to the other side of the kicker during the run-up for the kick, uh, you've still got to make sure you've got four on either side. Um, your deeper uh, officials on the sideline might have a look at that. Um, and they, they probably are the ones to be looking for that. Other than that, I think that is most everything that happens during a, uh, a free kick. Um, if we have kick catch interference at any time, it, it, there are multiple options. R can accept the results of the play. Um, they can also be awarded a fair catch 
15 yards from the spot of the foul, or they can mark 15 yards off from the kick spot and have a re-kick. Um, that, that is ours uh, choices as far as what to do for kick catch interference. So there are multiple options um, for a free kick that goes out of bounds untouched by R. So K kicks the ball off, it goes out of bounds, nobody touched it. Uh, I'm sorry, R did not touch it. Um, there are multiple options that R has. R can take possession of the ball at the inbound spot. That's almost never going to be where, where R is going to take the ball because they may also take the ball five yards in advance of that out-of-bounds spot. So they left that in the rule book for some reason. I'm not really sure why, um, but R can take the ball at the out-of-bounds spot or five yards in advance of it. So they're almost always going to want to take it five yards in advance. They may also elect to have K re-kick it. Uh, from five yards further back. They may also take possession of the ball 25 yards from where the ball was kicked. Um, so if the ball, if we have a normal free kick kickoff, the kickoff is at the 40, then K, R, R may accept the penalty and have it enforced at the 35, and they'll, they'll take the ball at the 35. What When that's going to happen is when you have a ball go out of bounds um, inside of R's 30 towards the end zone. At that point, uh, it's more advantageous for them to uh, just take the ball at the 35. And they, they may choose to have K re-kick it as well, depending on the game situation. Um, that's how we, that's, that, those are the options given for a free kick out of bounds untouched by R. In regard to fair catches, the last part to cover is uh, invalid fair catch signals. So an invalid fair catch signal is any signal given by a receiver um, that does not meet the requirements of a valid signal or is after the kick has touched a receiver or the ground. Um, no R player can advance the ball after an invalid signal has been given by any player. So you're going to kill it uh, upon possession um, and and go on. Um, an illegal fair catch signal is a signal given by the runner after he's possessed the ball. Um, and that's going to be a live ball foul. One final little thing that you don't see often, but when you see it, you want to be ready for it. And that is that R has an option after all fair catches. And that includes awarded fair catches. They may choose to free kick it back. Um, and that can include a free kick that can count as a field goal if it goes through the uprights. Um, there will it it will be a free kick. The other team will be ten yards away from the kick spot. Um, and what we would do mechanic wise in those case is that R would stay with the kicker. The umpire will be uh, ten yards from the free kick spot where the the now receiving team in quotes. Uh, it, their restraining line is. The linesmen will be at the kicking line um, where they will take the this new free kick from after the fair catch. And then the line judge and the back judge are both underneath the goalposts waiting to award, um, waiting to judge whether it, the field goal was good or not. That's free kicks in a nutshell. And it took half an hour to undergo free, <laughs> over, over, go over free kicks. 
Um, so that's why we're going to do scrimmage kicks on another episode. I'm also going to put a link to a Word document um, on the show notes. Uh, Kevin Hawes contributed a Word document that they use within their, their association, their crews. Um, from, he's, he's from the San Diego Football Officials Association. He's got a, a, a document that they use to go over kicking in their pregame. So I'm going to share that uh, on, the, on the show notes as well. Please send in your, your comments and your feedback and your ideas for other pregame sessions. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of these on, on different phases of the game. Uh, we'll also do one on each position um, that officials take. So hopefully these are helpful, and um, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.